What's up, guys? It's the Awkward Dreadhead, and we are coming live from my bedroom. Um, obviously, we're having, we're going through some stuff uh, in the world right now with co- the coronavirus. Everybody's quarantined, and that's kind of how we're going to do this podcast today. Um, I'm going to read off some comments, and I am going to be calling um, a bunch of my friends, and we are going to you know, do unfiltered debates just like that. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about it because we've never done anything like this before, so we're just going to go ahead and try it. I'm actually going to be calling Cody, Mandy, Amanda, Olivia, and Ben. Uh, Everybody knows Olivia (laughs) from her little episode, but Amanda has never actually been on the podcast before. I've been trying to get her on, but she's always busy, so... um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead. I, the first person I'm gonna call is Cody, and let's let's hope he answers the phone. Like, <laughs> let's hope he answers the goddamn phone. <laughs> what up, dude? <laughs> you answered the phone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah. Did you not expect me to answer the phone? I did not. I did not. I thought you were going to be like, oh, no, Charles. Let me let me swipe on this. <laughs> <laughs> How are you on this quarantine day? Uh, It's been good up until, like, like up until today. I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of like to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I know, man. Like, it's kind of crazy. I'm actually still going to work. I'm just like, nobody's just like coming in the office though, you know, but it's good. It's actually yeah. really good to, um, to hear from you, bro. I'm glad you're safe, bro. Well, you too. <laughs> All right. So Kelly, I'm actually going to read some comments to you. Some actually some nice comments, you know, I'm going to read. I'm gonna go I think that that's a nice change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Because I could read some other ones, but I'm not going to, I'm going to read some, I'm going to read some really, really nice ones. Um, I am going to read one question, though, someone wants to ask you. But uh, one, person said, yeah. th- one person said, thank you, Cody, for being so objective. I love the way you talk on the podcast. That's from Fire McDermott. And That's very nice. I try, to, I try to stay objective. I appreciate that. Yes. And this other one says, yeah, Cody, fuck Trump. <laughs> That's all it says. That's all it says. Yeah, Cody, fuck Charles. I don't want to fuck you, Charles. I'm sorry. You're making stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, <laughs> fine, fine. Um. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into the question real quick. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, too often people complain about America. It's not perfect, but we take for granted how great this country is and how morally superior we are compared to the rest of the world. True or false? Morally superior. Yes. Um, that's not that's not a question that's easy to answer with just a true or false. Um, I mean, there are great things about America, but I think... I would more lean towards false. I don't think that we are morally superior to many countries. I think that 
I think that there's definitely some countries that we are morally superior to, like North Korea and Kazakhstan. But those are really, really extreme cases as far as low on the moral totem pole. I totally agree. Um, I, like, if you're comparing us to North Korea, yeah, sure, there's not much to complain about. But if you're comparing us to, like, Canada or uh, any of the Norwegian countries, um, several, multiple countries in Europe, I think that there's a lot. I think that there's a lot that we can complain about, and I think that I think that us complaining about things is how we get shit done. I think that our complaining about things is the only way that we continue to be a great nation as historically as we have been. Because I mean, that's the whole point of freedom of speech, right? If we don't, if we don't actually say what's wrong and try to make it better then we're going to slip into, you know, being like North Korea. I think that, honestly, like, the complaining is probably one of the best things about the country because we have the freedom to do that. That's very true. Did I turn it on and sad enough there for you? No, that's that's actually a very good point because in my head I was actually going to say, wait, no, I think we are, like, superior. But then when you bring up certain instances, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like we we might be superior in some cases. In other cases, we're not. Um, I don't think we could say that we're just, like, completely superior to every other country. I mean, that doesn't, that's completely right. not true. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people, like, especially now, like, to, like, to compare, you know, Trump to Hitler, which... I don't think it's necessarily a fair comparison. I think Hitler was a lot smarter than Trump was. Uh, oh, but, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. No, that's, a, that's a comparison that people like to make a lot. And I would... I you just, know what, Cully, like, real quick, you know, real quick. You're not giving some... You're not giving some people <laughs> an idea of you, you being nice. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I, no, I, I want mean, to I, stop I want to stop the angry comments But you just keep piling it on Like <laughs> What the Continue oh, though, Continue no, though I, sir. I just, I just People We're talking about comparing the United States to other countries And people complaining about it the one, the one thing that's happening now And one thing that will I think Continue to be historically compared to Right now just because it's a popular thing to say Not necessarily because it's true But just because it's trendy is that Trump is to compare Trump with Nazi Germany and like Trump's America with Nazi Germany. And, um, my, I'm, I'm not, that's not my main point. I'm using that to sort of leapfrog to like other times in American history that a lot of times people like to, uh, sort of forget about the dark parts of America's past. Uh, because our public school system, you know, we, we, I grew up, we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning and all that other stuff. It's very, there's a very patriotic sort of feel to our education as children. And it sort of glazes over the darker times of American history. So I've read that in, in German school systems now, they learn about, they learn about the fascist, the Nazi regime, like the Third Reich. They learn about that as like a shameful part of their history. And they acknowledge it, and they say, we're not going to let that happen again, blah, 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 blah. But America sort of glazes over those things. There's been, like, so the whole, whole so genocide so of the saying, Native Americans. We have a whole holiday called Thanksgiving where we, like, talk about how great our relationship was with the Native Americans. But we totally glaze over the fact that we had totally, like, like wrecked them. Well, and okay, then, wait, Cody. So you're saying that 
in school books, we should put information, let's say, as like, like slavery and the slaughter of Indians. You're saying we should put that in textbooks? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're already, at least the, te- the textbooks that I grew up with had that information, but there's a whole lot of, the whole idea of make America great again and pretending like America is this great, amazing country that's always been morally correct throughout its whole history is, it's glazing over a lot of shady shit that we did in the past. And I think that it's important, I'm not trying to say that, oh, America is a terrible shit country. But I think it's important to acknowledge the, the wrong things that we've done, such as like Agent Orange in Vietnam. We cast our own soldiers with Agent Orange using chemical warfare. Um, I like my my own my great uncle has a hole in his throat because of throat cancer that he got from Agent Orange while he was in Vietnam. We had the genocide of the Indians. We have slavery. We had Japanese internment camps during World War II. Like, and that's just. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, okay, okay. Well, uh, Cody. Oh my God, it's been a pleasure, sir. I, I actually, I have to call Mandy now. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> have fun, man. Yeah, have fun, man. Hey, listen, man. Have a good one, man. Stay Thank safe. You. All right, brother. You too, man. Thanks for calling. All right, bye bye. Good to be uh, talking to somebody in quarantine. <laughs> All right, man. See you. <laughs> Later. Dude. All right. So that was Cody. So now we're going to call Mandy and we're going to share some actually we're going to share some nice comments with with Mandy and we are going to ask her one specific question. Okay, so let me let me call Mandy. I'm so I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited to call Mandy. (laughs) Oh, all right. Here we go. Oh my God, Mandy, you answered the phone. <laughs> How are you doing, Mandy? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I just got off the phone with Cody. So, um, I'm actually going to share like some some nice comments with you. Like these are actually nice comments. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, one one just says, "I seriously, I seriously love Mandy. She's awesome." Uh, the other one says Mandy has a very objective way of thinking. I really like I, li- I really like her on the podcast. So those are the two nice things people said about you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So are you ready for your question? I am ready. Okay. Here we go. Electoral college system should remain as is and not be changed. I disagree with that. I think it should be popular vote. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so you're saying it should be the popular vote. Why? Because then Democrats would win more, or why? No, I'm just saying that uh, I actually think that bipartisan system is not a good thing. Um, I think it's, it's way, like, everything is super polarized, and it should be, um, like, the majority rule. Like, uh, to me, in a perfect, if I had it exactly my way, I would say that we would get rid of the, um, the parties, like the political parties, um, and we would have like so many candidates, um, and then you know they would be voted for, you know, kind of like we have primaries now, but there would be like a primary election for like 
people who are not in any party. Okay, so, so have what? Like, okay, five people that get chosen, and then out of those five people, you would vote for them, and then you know what I mean. Like it would be not like it is now. Okay, so what about people who say it's not fair because California is bigger than Vermont? So um, I don't know. I feel like I think everyone is equal. Like, doesn't really matter where they live. But if um, they if if you compare if if okay, let's just say we we um you know it's Florida against Vermont. If Florida votes 100% Democrat most of the time, they're always going to beat Vermont. So that's why, isn't that why um, some states have a more more clout than other states? Well, yeah, but I think like these days, like when the electoral college stuff was invented, um, the places people lived really determined a lot of their values and beliefs, which I... It's probably partially true now, but now you have so much travel. People from come from all over, or they lived in one state for several years and then they moved to another one. You know, so it's not like you know, people in Vermont feel super completely one way or another just because they live in Vermont. Um, okay, I guess that. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, traveling and flight, like, we all have cars and airplanes and all that stuff, like, it's a lot easier to travel um, now. Okay, so. okay, okay, so, I, you know what, this is like, I don't know if I've ever agreed with you on a podcast, but I think I'm actually, like, super, like, actually <laughs> agreeing with you on the, on the podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you know what, man? Thank you so much for, for, for participating. I'm actually going to call some other people, but thank you so much for participating. All right, cool, cool. All right, see you later. All right, later. Okay, okay, we just finished with Mandy. All right, so I'm going to call, I'm going to call Amanda. And, man, I actually have a question for her that's going to be really, really, really super... I don't know. She's she might not like this question. <laughs> she might not like this question. But let's see. Let's see. Let's see if I can trigger her real quick. All right. Let's see. Okay. Here we go. Let's see if she. Well, first of all, let's see if she even answers the phone. Like everybody's answered the phone. Like hopefully she'll answer the phone. Hello. Oh, she answered the phone, guys. <laughs> Amanda, who, how are who, you? Who did it wrong? I need to know. No, no. How. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. How are you, Amanda? Uh, I'm. Are you quarantined? Well considering. Like, how long have you been in the house? Uh, I. <laughs> you know I'm a social person. I know you're a social person. Oh my I God. I have no introvert in me at all. So it's, it's like I'm fine, but I'd rather not be in my house. Yeah, this is not good for like for extroverts for real. This is like this is killing a lot of people right now. It's killing me de- definitely. 
It is, and I like the only exercise I get is when I go shopping, so I'm not exercising. Well, sex. Uh, I am a pillow queen, Charles. <laughs> Very okay. <laughs> okay, uh, Amanda. Well, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, ask you a question, and it's actually like I'm actually expecting you to be really triggered by this question. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even pick the question either. I figured. <laughs> I didn't pick the question just to let you know. But as soon as I saw it, I okay. was like, oh my God, a man's going to be triggered by this. <laughs> All right. So here's, here's the question. Uh, why in the black community do people feel bisexual men cheating on his partner with a guy give, gives them STDs Versus a straight man cheating with another woman. You know, that's a very specific question. <laughs> and I I honestly don't know the data of, like, why a black woman would assume that because a man cheated with a man that you would get an STD. Um, but... You but know, have you ever... I, there is that big, there is that big thing that bisexuality doesn't exist with black men. They say, "Oh, if you sleep with men and women, that makes you gay," which I never understood. I don't agree with it. I think it's one of those very, um, it's just a very bigoted way of looking. It's just something in a very close-minded upbringing because bisexuality is a very real thing. So, like. Yeah, if a man, you know, prefers women and men, that would pretty much make you bisexual. It does not automatically make you gay. So as far as the STD thing, like I said, I've never heard that before, but it would be my assumption that it goes along with those um, antiquated beliefs that, oh, if, if a man has sex with a man then they're going to get AIDS because they do it in the ass. And okay. if they do it in the ass, then that means that they don't have to worry about being pregnant, so they're not wearing condoms. But nobody's wearing condoms these days. So I couldn't tell you where it came from. I've never heard of it before, but I, I will definitely say that sounds very plausible. It sounds like something that, that I could definitely see going okay. around, some okay. kind of rumor. Okay, okay. I'm going to ask you one more question, actually. So you're actually the first person who has gotten two questions. I'm going to ask you another question real quick, Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so, hate speech is protected by the First Amendment, and while you may not like it personally, the First Amendment should continue to protect our right to free speech. Also, um, hate speech. How do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, I think it's bullshit. However, if that is the truth, and it does, and I, I do believe that is pretty much the truth um hate speech should not incite violence or hate crimes once hate speech incites hate crimes then that's a crime that's you're breaking the law okay your amendments don't protect you against hate crimes against lynching against threatening people in the workplace like you you can talk your shit all you want but that doesn't, and the only thing that's going to protect you is that damn amendment, okay? It's not going to protect you against jail time. It's not going to protect you against getting fired. Or getting it's not your ass whooped. It's not going to protect you 
from from me beating your ass personally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. Yeah, I totally agree. I um, I don't like. Well, another thing too, I've I've also kind of came across is that some people classify hate speech just you know if you insult them. So like if I say something like. Oh, I think you're stupid. You're dumb. You're this. You're that. That's hate, that's hate speech, and it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you know, I, I feel like hate speech. Uh, yeah, hate speech should be like reserved for, you know, racial slurs or, um, you know, something like that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what what all I would consider hate speech, but racial slurs is one of them. If someone calls you stupid, it's not hate speech. Right. I mean, you know, you can't use those definitions loosely, so let's look up the definition of hate speech. Hate speech is abusive or threatening speech or writing that expresses prejudice against a particular group, especially on race, religion, or sexual orientation. So, yeah, calling you a dumb bitch, that's not hate speech. I'm just being a hater. So, like, people can claim that hate speech. People can say, okay, boomers hate speech all they want, but it's not hate speech. Like, it's it's just not, um, you know, saying that all people over 50 are incompetent, worthless, uh, feeble-minded. Yeah, that could, that, that could cross the line of hate speech, but okay, boomer is not hate speech. What would you say it's called okay, boomer? Yeah, you know what that's about. Everybody that's listening to this know what OK Boomer is. Oh, shit. I, that serious, have never heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know baby boomers are like our parents' age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just basically saying, OK, go ahead, keep talking. You're so annoying. I'll just let you talk until you're done. Are you done? OK Boomer. You know. <laughs> that's actually... <laughs> OK, that's not hate speech. That's just funny. <laughs> Right, but but you got some some groups of, of people in that age saying, "Oh, I'm so hurt. How dare you!" It's like, no, you're really you're not hurt. You're fine. You're not hurt. You're just you just want something. You just want to be famous on Facebook. That's all. <laughs> all right, Amanda. It was so awesome to have you on this podcast. I've been really wanting to have you on this podcast. I know you're busy and all, um, but thank you so. No, much. I'm not. You can call me anytime. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> But, yo, I'm going to go ahead and call the next person, and I will see you later. All right. Bye, Charles. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Amanda. Oh, God. I've been really wanting to have Amanda on the podcast. It was so awesome to have her on, the, have her on this one. Okay. So, who's the next one? Olivia is the next one. Okay. Um. Oh, my God. I have not spoken to Olivia for so, so, so long. Okay. I am going to call Olivia. Hello. Oh my God, Olivia answered, guys. Oh, how are you, Olivia? <laughs> What's up? I'm good. Oh, that's awesome. Just to let you know you are being recorded. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> How you been since you've since you've left our our humble Ohio? I've been good. I miss you all so much. Yeah, yeah, we miss you too. Like we were literally talking about you like at least two, like two months ago. We were talking about you like how we need to come go to Baltimore. 
Oh, yeah, I need you guys to visit me soon. I want to see you. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh God, I, I have to tell you too. Your, your, your episode is the highest listened episode on my goddamn podcast. It is the highest. <laughs> it, it is still, it's still going. It, it's so insane <laughs> how people listen to that fucking podcast. <laughs> it's crazy. You are welcome. <laughs> you are welcome, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question, and you're gonna give me your honest, your honest answer. Okay. God, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Everybody's done really good, so you need to, like, step it up. I'm just playing. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, okay, so we have labeled people as being racist for so many years. Sometimes incorrectly, the weight of the word racist is n- is now greatly over um, devalued. I'm sorry. Yes or no? Okay. Oh, that was that was the question. You're asking if the word is devalued. Yes, I'm asking if the word racist is devalued because some people use it incorrectly. Do you believe so, or do you believe it? Do you believe it still holds um, that uh, same amount of weight? Um. Well, so I'm gonna take a bit of a long approach to this. Okay. And then maybe you'll see like my answer. So it's actually really funny because I was just reading about the case between Comcast and, uh, I forget his first name, his last name is Alan. He's suing them because they won't carry his channel. He is a black man, and he is claiming that it was racial bias that Comcast will not carry his channel. And I found out that the burden of proof for a racial discrimination case is actually quite high. Um, so his case was actually sent back down to the lower court. Um, they said that he did not have enough proof to prove that it was racial bias, um, that Comcast had a racial bias for not including his panel. Um, and I think that on the one hand, the fact that there's such a high burden of proof for racial discrimination cases can be really daunting, um, especially when that is the case. Like, your average layperson might not feel like they actually can meet the threshold of proof, even though they, they may very well be being discriminated against, but at the same time, I think the burden of proof is so high because they, the court system is trying to stop people from um, claiming racism for every little thing. Um, wait, in wait, wait, where wait, it might quick. not be, but they might feel like, oh, they could win if they were to claim that. So that's why, that's why the threshold is so high. So I think that similarly in our everyday, like, um, I think there's people who claim something might be racist and that's not true. And I think there's people who claim that it's racist and it is true. And I won't say that devalues the word itself. I think that when people hear that word, it's jarring no matter what. But because it's really hard to get into the mind of someone else and really hard to know their motives because they could very well lie and say they're not being racist, even though they are. I think it's just something that's entirely hard to prove sometimes. Uh, I, uh, my personal opinion is I, I've experienced racism before, but it's like, it's like, I know what racism is. Like, you know, um, 
I th- I feel like there are some people who just aren't really racist. They just hate the culture. Like okay. like for yeah. like, like like for example, I was driving, um, and just so, just so you know, I got a new car. <laughs> but I was <laughs> I was driving, and I was like I was bumping my music really loud, and that new the baby song um, came on, and I just turned it up really <laughs> really loud. And I was driving I was driving to um, um, my friend's house. It's a really really nice neighborhood in Upper Arlington, and this woman had two kids outside and I was driving I was bumping it really loud I, I came to the stop sign she just covered her kids ears and walked inside of her house now if you if you was to see that some people would be like oh she's a racist but it could just be hey I don't want my kids listening to that music or I don't want my kids listening to like loud bumping music like that it could be anything it doesn't have to be so, yeah i mean so i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and say that the baby does a lot of cursing and so maybe that's why she did it yeah i will be nice and give her the benefit um i mean it, it like you said it could be for a myriad of reasons on the bottom of the list would hopefully be racism um but i mean i think what you're talking about is kind of like your different flavors what i like to call your different flavors of racism so i think when I was talking about maybe like the the body, the burden of proof and racial discrimination cases, those are more like your institutionalized racism. Um, and for me, that's always like a really heavy topic because the, like the, it will never be, the word will never be devalued in, in that context because institutionalized racism has such a ingrained, in-depth history. But um, if you're talking about like blatant racism, or someone like calling you the N-word to your face yeah, over yeah. something like bumping into them. I mean, that is certainly a more blatant flavor, and I don't think that did I use the word either. Like, that person is being racist if they're calling you racial slurs. Well, let me ask so, you a I mean, question. Let me ask you a question. If let's say, let's say you were hanging out with one of your white friends, you've known them for about three years, and you, you're hanging out with them. And a black person does something fucked up that pisses them off, and they just they're they're a little bit drunk, and they're and they use and they and they call this person the N word. Would you say that they are a racist if they've ne- if you've known them to never use that word before? They're always kind to you. They've never done anything like that before. And there's this one time when a black person does something bad to them, they call them the N word. What would you? How would you assess that situation? I mean, I think they definitely have some deeply ingrained racial bias, racial issues, racial... Because, the. I mean, my first thought is thinking of the myriad of other names you can call someone for doing something stupid, douchebag, asshole, shithead, so many things that have no racial context, and yet they reached for that one. So I would seriously start to question what kind of deep-seated or ingrained feelings that they have toward other races. And, I mean, that's a conversation that would need to be had. And it could happen, and if they don't see anything wrong, it could happen that this person is not someone that I could continue to be friends with. Well, let me ask you a question. What, and this, and like, this is no excuse, but I'm, but I'm playing devil's advocate here. What if they were saying it because they were just so upset and they wanted to really upset this person? Would you and they 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 gave you that as their reason? What would you? How would you assess it from there? I still think that's not an acceptable reason. I think there's 
so many things you can be called or things you can say about someone that can deeply hurt their feelings and that that doesn't need to be one of them. It doesn't need to be... I, I actually think it's pretty weak. If they're... Like, I, I like when people read someone. You know, like, I, I don't know how to do it. I, I'm not bad. I'm bad at it, but I've heard people read people for, like, you know, the way they dress, the way they talk, or, they you know, like, having acne. Things like things that are still deep-cutting and mean, but are not loaded with something like race. And so I feel like it's really weak of you to reach... For that, when you could dig deep and be like, yo, you're wearing, like, last year's sneakers or, like, oh, you know, like, just, like, coming at something else, like, they're intelligent. They're any, you can you can come at so many things and get creative with themselves and the fact that you reach for that is weak. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and dig a little bit deeper, okay? Because I really want to get, I really want really to get, like, your true answer from this. So... I mean, I mean, you're, you're giving me a true answer. I just want, I just want to get, I just want to keep, keep digging deeper. Okay, so let's say someone is not witty like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, like Olivia, like you're pretty witty. Someone came at you, you probably can come back at them and hit them pretty hard. I'm pretty sure, you know, I could do that. My friend Amanda could do that. Like, we could, you know, we can come back with them, come back witty or whatever like that. But what if someone who's not really witty, like they're just straight up blatant, blatant with it. Like what? What? Like what would you say to that? I think if they're not witty, there's still so many. Just, just call them an asshole. Like, just be normal about it. I mean, I don't, I don't think that you have to reach for something racially loaded. I, I just, even if you're not witty, like everyday insults are just fine. Or, or literally, you don't have to be smart. Or literally, you could just walk the fuck away. Silence is honestly usually the best response when someone's being a dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Like you could just you could just walk the fuck away, or you could look at them and laugh, or whatever. Like you don't have to reach Any for of that. that. Yeah, yeah. I to- I totally I totally agree with that, and I'm so I'm actually very like 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 I'm so happy with your answer <laughs> because <laughs> like it was it was very articulate, and I, and I really appreciate um you being on this podcast like i'm so happy you're on this podcast you don't even know <laughs> you don't like, even i'm know. happy that you had me and I, that i could contribute to <laughs> yeah to definitely, definitely hell heck yeah heck yeah all right well hey listen stay safe i'm gonna call the next person and i hope we hope to see you later okay all right i can't wait to hear the episode all right see you later <laughs> bye bye all right all right guys we just got finished with olivia so we are gonna call the, the last person. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ben is the last person. So we're gonna call Ben real quick and get his get his uh, thoughts on some things real quick. Uh, all right, Ben, answer the phone. Hello. Oh my God, Ben! Everybody, Ben answered the phone. Congratulations, Ben! You are you are the winner of Price Is Right. <laughs> okay, no, you're not. This is Charles. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good, Ben. Okay, so just to let you know you are being recorded. I'm saying that to everybody. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Ben. Oh, actually, Ben, I'm gonna read um, a nice comment someone sent me about you. <laughs> 
Oh boy, I like those. Yeah, it's not a mean comment. Like, I mean, I, I have a bunch of mean comments, but I'm not going to say them today. I'm just going to say some nice comments today. Alright. Okay, uh, Ben is very articulate, and he should be on every podcast. That is from Rise to the Occasion. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, at Rise to the Occasion. Have to have to put the at. And then... The other one is, I agree with Ben on healthcare. Healthcare is um, a commodity. Um, So those are two nice things that someone said about you on the podcast. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, fuck you, Ben. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing, Ben. All right. So are you ready for your question? Yeah. Okay. So here it goes. Um, it's nearly impossible to get objective news anymore. At this point, almost all news is strongly biased, if not outright fake. True or false? False. Okay, explain, sir. Well, I guess what I would focus on is the fact that not everything has to have a bias because not everything benefits someone. Well, you know, uh, well, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I don't know. That's not true. Uh, that's not now. That's that, that can't be true because it because most news is always pushed. There's always kind of an agenda to it, especially Fox, MSNBC, um, all these news, some um, news uh, outlets. True, but you know, if they're reporting on a tsunami in Malaysia, they're if they're focusing on that singular event, you know, they're not going to be putting a spin on it because there's nothing to gain. And I and that's why I say no. It's because to a degree, I'm hopeful because it proves that news doesn't have to be biased. They, it's not that we've lost the ability to have objective reporting. It's still there. It's just the fact that we've accepted a an amount of spin when it comes to American news that we've kind of lost the ability to recognize when it's not there. Okay, okay. Let me give let me give so, you an example. Let me give you an example real quick because when okay, for example the coronavirus why is it yeah. that why is it that whenever there's like some type of virus that's going around swine flu ob- uh, ebola now corona the coronavirus news like all news is just so so focused on focused on focused on now coronavirus i guess is it, so coronavirus is very serious but like yeah it seems like ebola it was like all the news was just talking about ebola 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 and then one day they just stopped talking about it. You never heard about it again. So it's like it feels like sometimes, like all of them are pushing it. They're all trying to put a spin on it some way, somehow. Well, you know, to the example of Ebola, I don't think that was really spin. That was that was an equally terrifying disease because of the extreme mortality rate on that. And that's why everyone was scared of it. The, you know, the, I guess, morbidly positive aspect of the fact 
that so many people that got Ebola died is it was extremely easy to detect who had it, you know? Oh my, you're bleeding from your eye. You must have Ebola. You're not getting on this plane. Okay. Versus, you know, like coronavirus where it's a lot harder to identify. And while it's much less lethal, the, the fact that it's hard to identify who does and does not have it just based on, you know, kind of a general... Yeah, it, you know, outside of a lab, that's what makes it scary is because, you know, everyone's kind of questioning who has it, you know, everyone's giving side eye to everyone that coughed in public. And that's why people are scared. It's not because there's a spin on it. Now, the spin is introduced when you start talking about the government's response. And there's definitely spin there. But at the same time, I think it people need to be able to extract the facts of the situation and then identify and they need to have the skills to identify the spin and a large part of that is knowing you know where your news source is if you're watching cnn nbc nbc especially it's going to have a liberal spin on it and you know i don't think i have to tell anyone that fox news isn't exactly fair and balanced Okay. Okay, that's very true. That's very true. All right. Well, I'm gonna ask you actually one more question. Okay. It's, um, and, and okay. We have 20. Oh, actually, we have 15 minutes. Okay. So here it goes. Um, there are only two genders. True or false? True. Okay. Uh, explain your point, sir. Uh. Don't hey, oh wait, I wait, guess, don't breathe hard. You you answered the question. I, I know, but you know, this is something I've been discussing with other people for a while and it, it it's a tricky topic because you know, it it gets into a whole big range of issues of, you know, self identification and you know, the the label culture that I so strongly dislike. But I guess to, you know, kind of boil down my argument of why there are only two and why we're at the place where we are right now. We're, there's so much attributed to gender that shouldn't be, you know, to use the stereotype, boys dress in blue, girls dress in pink. That's attributed to gender. So if you're a boy that wants to dress in pink, Suddenly, society is pressuring you, either you're a girl, or you should be wanting to wear blue. And I guess my big question is, how much of the people that are, you know, making such a big deal of being genderqueer are actually just, they're fighting the binary gender system when in fact what they should be fighting is the stereotypes around gender and you know boys shouldn't wear dresses and girls should you know do the dishes and you know the stereotypical gender norms okay are, have been so strictly enforced it seems like it's it, you know people are fighting 
but they're not fighting that, you know, they're not fighting the norms. They're saying, all right, instead of fighting the norms, we're just going to say, fuck gender, and we're done with that. And I think you're, it's an, it's an ineffective way to go about it, because you're, you're making yourself look ridiculous. Okay, um, wait, so let me ask a quick question. Okay. Why should, why, how are people, how, how can someone fight, you know, the roles or what, how society looks at that? Like, if, if girls are always, you know, wearing pink or, or, you know, getting the color pink or if they're always wearing skirts, that's just how the world is going to identify. So how are we, you know, how are we supposed to change that? Mm, the same way that we've gone about changing stereotypes around the LGBT community, the stereotypes around racial minorities—you know, it's, it's not easy. But you know, self-awareness. You know, how is, how are, are you know you contributing to this? And to a degree, you know, the idea of toxic masculinity comes into this in that you know. It's kind of the enforced, you know, people enforcing their ideas of what masculinity is upon others. And it's the same concept when it comes to females. People looking at an individual and ascribing to them certain traits, judging them on certain traits that they ascribe to what that person should fit into. Yeah, but a. Based on but, the category that they have assigned them. And yeah. That's not fair. But, but. With when they were when they were saying black all black people you know c- commit crimes or or black people aren't smart enough to play quarterback in the NFL that's kind of different because you know black people weren't black people were trying to do that they just weren't letting them if girls are always picking pink or always picking skirts to wear or tight you know, tight jeans to wear or heels to wear. That's just something that we associate as a society because that's what the norm is. Correct? True, but, you know, that's not what I'm saying here. They should be people that want to wear tight-fitting jeans, pink, etc., etc., should be allowed to do so. But if you're a girl, you shouldn't be judged negatively for not wanting to do those things. And if you're a male, you shouldn't be judged negatively for wanting to do those things. That's what I'm getting into. Okay. You know, breaking down the stereotypes that exist. Okay. And, you know, people should be allowed to do those actions regardless of, you know, their gender, but they're not right now and because society has imposed guidelines on what society thinks they should look like. And, you know, those guidelines don't, you know, they don't benefit society at all. It's just busybodies being assholes. And we'd all be a lot better off if people didn't do that. Okay, well, you know what, Ben? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're basically on every podcast, so. But thank you for being on this podcast. I hope you're staying safe. And uh, have a great have a great evening, bro.
edition. Yes, this quarantine edition is very fun, actually. Like, every, I'm actually getting texts while you're while we're talking, um, saying that it's really it's really really cool. Um, but yeah, I will give you a holler um, next time. All right, bro. That's good. Bye, Charles. All right, man. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, guys, that is it. I've called everybody. Thank you so much to Cody, Mandy, Amanda, uh, Olivia, Ben. Thank you guys so much for being on this podcast. Thank you so much for um, giving me your views and having this discussion. It's so awesome. Um, I would love to always uh, be around you guys and talking um, but obviously, because of the situation, uh, we couldn't do that. But I had so much fun calling you guys and speaking. Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. Honestly, it's it's really, really awesome. I really think it's so awesome how you guys um, listen to the podcast. And though we and though we always read the angry comments, we do get some nice comments. Okay, so um, thank you so much, guys. Um, have a great one. It's the Awkward Dreadhead. Peace.